We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everybody, to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It's Friday, November 11th, 2022. Alex Berutha here, joined by Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train Kreitz. All aboard! Let's jump right into the news. Uh, LeBron James, out for tonight's game with an abductor issue. Anthony Davis is, and I cannot stress this enough in air quotes, probable uh we he's kind of been all over the place mostly questionable with that back issue lakers are two and nine uh as nick and i discussed on yesterday's podcast um uh i don't know what they do it's just it's what move do you make can you trade westbrook can you trade anthony davis um oddly Westbrook is leading the sixth man of the year odds not sure what the precedent for someone winning sixth man of the year on a 25 win team is um, please don't bet that. Uh, Ken, if LeBron, it doesn't seem LeBron like LeBron's injury right now. They're not presenting it as this is some serious thing. He's going to miss a ton of time. But if it turns into a little more of a long absence, the rest days start coming. What if, mm-hmm. What is the move either if you have LeBron in your roster or you're looking to maybe pick someone up? Well, I I think either Davis or uh, LeBron should be moved ASAP because these guys, as they continue to be a lottery-bound team, really, what's the motivation for these two? You know, we joked about Kevin Durant, who who actually has turned things around and Brooklyn's playing well, but can't you see LeBron going, oh, my back, oh, my knee, when you, you stay at two, you know, you stay at a winning percentage around 250. What's these these veterans are not going to care. At what point are they going to start bailing? Or frankly, legitimate real injuries because LeBron's 110 years old and has played 100 games a season. Just, right. you know, I was avoiding them like the plague at the draft. And now before the inevitable injuries pile up, I tried dealing them. They're also playing 37, 38 minutes a game, yeah. which is bad. And these tires got a lot of miles on them. LeBron bald rubber. Uh, LeBron wants to win. He wants to reach the scoring record. But after that, I don't know what's going to happen. I think that's kind of the he's chasing the carrot, and then it kind of hands off the wheel. Maybe after that, uh, Ken, we had Kyle Kuzma 
go off for a big game. Uh, what a surprise. Kristaps right. Porzingis was hurt. Kuzma blowing up. No Beal, no Porzingis. Yeah, Kuzma going off in a 113-105 home win over the Mavs. They had their cherry blossom floor and uniforms on, by the way, in Washington. Kuzma, 36 points, 11 boards, 6 dimes. He had some sweet passes. 5 three-pointers. Shot a very efficient 14 of 26 from the field. Uh, and a nice win for uh, the Wizards. On the losing end of things, Spencer Dinwiddie with 33 points and 6 assists. Guys, who perform? Which performance excites you more, Kuzma or Dinwiddie? It's Dinwiddie for me, only because you look at the Kuzma side of it. You've got no, no Porzingis, no Beal, so that's why. I mean, Kuzma had to step up. If those two are out long term, that that's a different story. Uh, but right now, Dinwiddie. I mean, Dallas is absolutely desperate for his second player to step up. And help Luca out, and Dinwiddie is the guy who could probably fill up buckets more more than almost anyone else on that team outside of Luca. Uh, you know, Dinwiddie's averaging a career, I believe it's yep, yeah, uh, no, just below a career high, eighteen point four points per game, three point two rebounds, four point five assists, one point three steals, which would be a career high, and he's absolutely on fire from downtown right now, hitting three three pointers per game. Uh, which isn't the, the norm for Dinwiddie. So he's the one who I'm most excited about. And just long-term, it looks like he's easily going to exceed his his draft day value. It's basically taking the Jalen Brunson role, right, Alex? He is. He is uh, taking it. I mean, he has a little more three-point shooting ability. They're, they're pretty different players. Uh, Brunson or uh, Dinwiddie's a little more traditional sort of combo guard. Brunson is a little more footwork, finesse, assist kind of a thing. But yeah, I mean, he's he's playing out of his mind right now. I I was kind of a, a Dinwiddie um, pessimist. I I think he has been a little overrated as a fantasy player in the past. However, he's stepping up right now. I, I think um, you know he's this is this is the point in his career where I think he's got to be like twenty nine, right? Um, I'm trying to double check right now. Yes, he's he twenty nine. So this is sort of like middle of his prime, essentially settled into a role. I, I you know, I can't, I can't say I expect like twenty nine points a game, tw- even twenty five points a game consistently to happen because before these past two games he was averaging fifteen points a game. Um, but I, he might be a sell high candidate for me, honestly. You know, Christian Woods out. Um, I think that's helped, but it's interesting. Yeah, I do. I do think. Uh... Good call. He's definitely a sell-high candidate. Um, you know, it's intriguing because the past five games, he's averaging 21 points, 5.6 assists in 35 minutes per, and that's with a two-point outing in that five, in that five-game stretch. Uh, so he's obviously had a, a four out of those five games have been gigantic, uh, but I agree with you. Once Wood comes back, uh, it, it's going to be hard for Dinwiddie to continue averaging over 20 points per game. I do think that 16 to 18 point range where he's basically at for this season in total uh, is what I would expect moving forward. So if you're able to sell him as a 20 point scorer, he, he's worth moving. Alex, tell us about the heat and Hornets last night. Jimmy Butler dominated the Hornets in an overtime win. Started off a little slow, but finished with 35, 10 and eight with two steals. 
didn't hit a three in very Jimmy Butler fashion. <laughs> Max Struess was in the starting lineup for Miami with Tyler Hero out, who's missed the past two games. That sounds like a day-to-day injury. Nothing to panic too much about. But Struess, as, as a quick aside, Struess has really been just like, carrying, not carrying the, the heat, but he's playing 32 minutes a game. He's scoring double digits every single game since October 26th. Um, has been a legitimate fantasy asset. Um, someone to you know keep an eye on if, if he's available as a streamer and maybe a shallower league. But Terry Rozier still struggling with his shot after his fourth game back from an ankle injury, 36% from the field. Charlotte's lost seven straight. They're kind of a tough watch. Um, it's just really unclear when like Cody Martin and LaMelo Ball are coming back. But if you have certain guys uh, from this Hornets team, you need to be careful because I don't know how much Dennis Smith Jr. is going to play when uh, LaMelo is back. If you're a Jalen McDaniels, uh, if Jalen McDaniels is on your roster, I don't know what Cody Martin's going to do with that necessarily. Ubre as well. I think PJ Washington is relatively safe, but uh, it's just something to keep an eye on. PJ's not shooting as well as he no. has had at the beginning of the season either. He's cracking a little under these extra minutes. I, Nick and I sort of discussed, Jan, and I'm a little interested to get your opinion on whether you think PJ Washington is a buy low. I, I do think there the argument can be made. He's had a couple of very solid games this year. Overall, you know, 15 and five with 1.2 blocks, 1.8 three pointers is solid production. You'd also expect, you know, he's gonna he's gonna see a nice increase in, in some of his percentages. Uh, his field goal percentage is at 43. He was 47 percent last year. Uh, three point percentage is also down a couple points uh, from his career norm. So there could be some bounce back, and, and he averages 16 to 18 points instead. Uh, I, I think there's upside for that. I would I would like to see better rebounding from him, but. You know, this is a guy, he, he's averaging a career high in blocks and three-pointer. Blocks and three-pointers are, are right at his career high and a career high in scoring. So it's, you know, given that his shooting percentages are down right now, uh, it's kind of surprising that he's been as effective and productive as he has been. Uh, so I do, I do agree. I think he's a good buy-low candidate. Uh, the other note about Ubre, I actually believe Ubre's safe even after the Hornets uh, get healthy. I think there's a good chance. He could they they'll go with more smaller lineups, move move Washington to the five, have Ubre and Hayward at the the three and the four. Uh Ubre was great in that six-man role, uh mostly six-man role last year, I believe. I, I know he did start some games, but uh almost entirely off the bench. Uh and he was fantastic. I expect him to still be a fantasy asset once the Hornets get healthy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, well, let's go to Toronto where there's some unfortunate news. Precious Achua is out indefinitely with a partial ligament tears in his right ankle. Spicy P, Pascal Siakam's also out at least another week. So big man issues for the Raptors. Uh, gentlemen, what does this mean uh, for the other Raptor bigs? They've they've dealt, they've used a combination of, they've been starting Christian Coloco. And but he's not he, he had a big six block game. And it just, you know, he hasn't played that many minutes. It really just seems like nurses spreading the minutes around. Boucher is yeah. getting a little bit more. Thad Young played some more the other uh, other night. Out of Porter had like 14 and 5, I think, in their last game. Yeah, I'm just not sure there's the first a first few weeks. Porter's back. I'm not sure there's anything too actionable here. I think it's just congrats if you have Van Vliet, Anganobi, or Scotty Barnes on your team. You're gonna enjoy a pretty nice bump, <laughs> I think, for the next uh for the next week. Yeah, Freddie's been on fire the last couple of games and ha- has had to. He's had to carry him. He, he should have to do that for the majority of the season. I mean, even when Siakam's back, you know, even before Siakam's injury, uh, Freddie's been great this year, uh, went healthy himself. Uh, I, you know, I, I think one actionable item is, is maybe Boucher. Uh, he, he's the guy, I mean, basically, see, I, the, the funny thing about Toronto is you lose, lose Precious, lose – Siakam, and you're just replacing them with like their doppelgangers, essentially. I mean, this entire team is rangy forwards, and they're just going to slot in. You know, I think Boucher is really the guy who could see a nice boost that hasn't really played out the past two minutes, or I'm sorry, the past two games. Um, but he's the guy who, if I'm if I'm targeting a Toronto big man off off the waivers, uh, Boucher is a good option. 
Yeah, and I mean, Boucher is the guy with the upside, right? I mean, you think about what Boucher has done in the past, if he can manage to get 25 or 30 minutes in a game. Some of that's depending on other guys being out, but he's had his fair share of 35, 40 fantasy point performances recently. So um, if you're just shooting for upside, I think it's there because he, he can hit those threes and, and block shots. We also have Giannis out again, as well as Drew Holiday out again today, Friday. Uh, the holiday thing's an ankle issue. Giannis's injury is a, uh, I think it's knee soreness. He's dealt with knee soreness in the past and has rested here and there because of it. I think it's important to consider, I don't think you panic about this if you're a Giannis owner because uh, you have to consider the teams that he's resting against. He rested against OKC twice. He So he, he rested against OKC on the fifth, played against Atlanta, Rested again against OKC on the ninth and is now resting against the Spurs. So he's just resting against bad teams right now. It's something to keep in mind going forward when the Bucs are, are playing bad teams on a given week and especially on back-to-backs. But I think it's important to sort of look at it contextually as Giannis has dealt with this throughout his career. The Bucs are obviously focused on winning a title. These teams that they're playing are bad. They think they can still win. Um I don't think you panic about it, but just keep it in the back of your head if you if you roster Giannis. But it's hard even to sit. Like, if he has a three-game week and one of them's on a back-to-back, what are you going to do, sit him I mean, if he plays twice? No, probably not. So, um, not sure there's a huge thing there. But Javon Carter had the game of his life the other night. Sure did. That was crazy. Um, I, I don't think you pick him up uh, unless Drew Holiday is going to, like, <laughs> miss next week or something. <laughs> Daily moves leagues absolutely scoop them sure. up if oh, you're yeah. able to, if you're able to pick them up and stream them for Friday night or yeah. any other games this weekend yes that that that's probably a, a good route to go but I agree uh, every time I see Javon Carter I'm just like I played with that guy at the YMCA last year <laughs> <laughs> he's our age isn't he I think now he he's only like 28 or 29 I think he looks 30 39 40 at least he does. He looks, like, our... he looks like a 50-year-old who looks like he's 33. <laughs> Let's go over a fan feedback, Ken. Yes, and fans, if you've got a question for the podcast, please go to the Rotowire YouTube page and leave it on the most recent basketball video. Um, this week, Raghav Shamra asks, Hey, I was offered DeJounte Murray, Sabonis, and Brandon Ingram for Giannis... Chris Paul and Michael Porter Jr. Should I accept this offer? What 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 do you say, guys? Wow, this is crazy. Um, I I have no idea. When trades get this convoluted, I sort <laughs> of my brain kind of shuts off. I, I mean, I think you're okay by getting Murray, Sabonis, and Ingram. I do think you are mitigating risk. Yes, because having Chris Paul and Michael Porter Jr. on your team, obviously those guys have big upside game to game. However, uh, I think you're lucky to get 60 games on Michael Porter Jr. You might be lucky to get 60 games on Chris Paul. Obviously Giannis is great, but we just talked about, he might be resting on these bad games here and there. So I think if you, I, I wouldn't mind taking that trade. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, because there, there's a real chance that, you know, Giannis will only play like 65 games this year. Um, 
it, it, it could be, you know, as his, as his career weighs on, that he could end up sitting more often um, just to just to keep him in tip-top shape. And the Bucks obviously have been good enough where they can pick and choose which games to sit him. I, oh, man, it, it's a tough one. I agree. And, I mean, if really it, it's going to partially depend on just your your needs and the league format. Um, in a point-based league, I might be a little bit more – uh, I, I might lean towards the bonus is more valuable and points based. Yes, the bonus blocks. is definitely more more value and points based. But I mean, right now, out of all the players involved, Murray is the best fantasy option or has been mm-hmm. the best per game fantasy option of all of those players. Um, I, you know, it, I'm saying I'm okay with that deal. If if you like yeah. Murray, Sabonis, Ingram. And you can afford to give up some of the, like the blocks that you're going to lose with Giannis. Uh, maybe some of the, yeah, I, I'm okay with that deal. I, I, I think I would sign with Murray Sabonis Ingram, but it, it's close. It's close. I think so too. I um, interesting deal, but yeah, Murray. It's a good point that you're you're bringing up that Murray in eight cat is better than Giannis right now. So that's a huge part of it. Like, and for the rest of the season, I don't think that's going to change dramatically. I think they'll probably end up close to finishing the same rank. So then you're basically just talking Sabogus and Ingram versus CP3 and MPJ. And both of all those guys are ranked around the 50s right now, at 50 to 60 range. Um, okay. Let's go over the waiver wire. Uh, we have an interesting week next week. Spurs have five games. Uh, I double checked this twice. Uh, I checked <laughs> this on our schedule. Um, yeah. Uh, page on Rotowire. I checked this in our like data, like injury database. Uh, this is real. Chicago, <laughs> uh, the Lakers, Minnesota, and Philly only have two games, and uh, everyone else obviously is between three and four. Um, I will say, I mean, I do have a Spurs suggestion for my long shot, however, uh, you have to really consider just picking up almost anybody from the Spurs that plays. Any spur, five games, yes. Like, exactly. Seriously, like I'm, <laughs> I'm in, I'm in last place in stake league right now, which is a 16 teamer, and I, I will for sure try to get one of these Spurs players to put in my lineup. It's not even a question. I have to get one of these guys. So uh, consider that. Uh, but uh, my available in 50 percent of leagues player to kick things off, Malik Monk. I was actually shocked to see that he's still only 35% rostered in Yahoo and 7% on ESPN past four games for Malik Monk, 18 points, 5.3 assists, 2.3 boards in 27 minutes. Uh, If you go from fantasy value from the first game of this four game stretch through today, he is ranked 67th per game. And someone who he started off the year not playing that many minutes, but they yeah. they've just been slowly increasing his minutes. They need him out there. You watch the Kings play; he's he's uh, he's a necessary part of their team. I watched that Cavs Kings game, and he was he was like integral. They like needed him out there, and he's his passing is on a he's new level. Create his own shot. He was surprising his teammates with passes. Um, <laughs> like that's shocked. how they're shocked. They're like, Monk's oh giving God. it up. What? Oh, okay. I'm hoping and Monk passed it to me. So, um, <laughs> I, and I don't think this is a fluke. I just, I think their bench is not good enough and that they need him for 27, the post Lakers bounce. Maybe that's a new thing. Post Lakers bounce. Post Lakers bounce. I, I think this is long-term value. So I would, I would add him 
I might. I think. I, yeah, I'd add them in twelve teamers, ten teamers, maybe. That's a good call. Mean. Yeah, it's a good call, Alex. And, and I mean, Monk was fantastic last year for the Lakers. Thirteen point eight points, forty-seven percent from the floor, thirty-nine percent from downtown, two point three three-pointers. Uh, you know, I I actually kind of expected him to do well and fit well within Sacramento. The the question was, you know, was he going to be starting? Was Herder going to be starting? How much will Davion Mitchell get into the rotation? Uh, I think Buck's a solid pickup, especially deep 12-team leagues, 14-team leagues. He, he, he provides value there. Okay, Ken, who is your avail- available in 50% of leagues player? When the season started, I knew I'd be recommending this guy sooner or later. Alexei Pokashevsky, Poku, 35% rostered on Yahoo, only 7% on ESPN. Had a huge game on Wednesday. 17 points, 10 boards, two dimes, two blocks, four threes. Look, he's only 20 years old. He's had a lot of stinker games. He's going to. He's still growing into an NBA body. But there is a ton of upside with Poku. Now, I will warn, he's got three games next week. Picking up now is more of a long play. But remember, Chet Holgram's out all season. Poku is the starting power forward on a Thunder team that has no one in the front court. Um, anyway, I love Poku as a streamer, and the upside's insane uh, if he can, uh, you know, figure things out and be more consistent. Yep the the frustrating frustrating part will be just the Thunder's rotation and how much it changes. Uh, not just the rotation, but the starting lineup. But Poku has started. Three of the past four games, he's been healthy. And like you mentioned, Kenny's coming off that huge performance. Uh, I, I have a lot of Poku this year, and I, I hope it I hope it sticks. I hope he sticks in the starting lineup right. and continues the, to play 30-plus minutes. The dream is he sticks, gets you two blocks and two threes a game. I'm always a sucker for the block and three-point combo. Anybody could, can do that. But uh, anyway, knock on wood. Shannon? Who's your available in 50% leagues pick? I think you hinted at this earlier in the pod. There was some hinting, and, you know, I will admit, Poku was – I was very excited to slot Poku in, but when I saw (laughs) you already had him down in the notes, I had to go a different direction. So I've got two guys. One is Boucher, Chris Boucher for the Toronto Raptors. This is a a little bit of blind faith here because he hasn't done much yet this season. Uh, But – I do expect with Siakam and Precious both now out, I expect that Toronto has to play Boucher more. Uh, In the two games where he's played over 25 minutes this season, he is averaging 17 points, eight and a half rebounds, one block, one steal. He can get blocks. He can get rebounds. He can, he can pour in, you know, 15, 16 points per game. If he's seeing the minutes, I expect the minutes to increase from the 20 that he's currently averaging. He's an older Poku. He He's is. still maddingly inconsistent. Yes, he can. He can certainly hit three-pointers, too, and doesn't have as much of a field goal percentage risk as Poku. It, it's just I, – I don't I don't think we're going to see them with Coloco starting. I, I don't think Boucher will, will necessarily enter the starting lineup, but I have to imagine he'll start playing some more minutes with Precious now out, out as well. And, and if he gets to the 20 to 25 – or about 25 minutes per game, there's, there's 12-team value there, certainly – the other one, it, it, who's for 50% available leagues, uh, this one's very boring. But I, I, I just feel like he doesn't get enough love. 
There's plenty of flaws, but Mason Plumley is owned in about 50% of your Yahoo leagues. He's averaging nine, nine and four. He doesn't block shots like you'd want from a big man. His his free throw percentage is atrocious. atrocious he doesn't hit yeah. three pointers. You got to be able to absorb the free throw hit, but yes, the, the free throw hit is legit. But if you're in a deep points based league, Plumley actually absolutely should be owned. He's playing 26 minutes per night. He's locked into the starting lineup. He's shooting six rebound machine. Yep, sixty percent from the floor, and his. You know, he, he has the past two games have been really, really good. 35 minutes per in those two outings, 14 and a half points, 13 and a half rebounds, 78.6% from the floor. If you need rebounds, you need shooting percentage, maybe for a points based league. Plumley's a decent option, or at least a streaming option on weeks where the Hornets have, you know, have a heavy load. He's, uh, he's kind of the bane of my existence as a Nick Richards option. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't know why. Don't know why Plumley's on the team. Um, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I agree with you though. He, he should be a, he definitely a streamer in twelve teamers, even in the percentages leagues. He's good enough for that. And uh, points leagues, he's he's the guy. My uh, my long shot this week, Charles Bassey of the San Antonio Spurs, three um, percent rostered on Yahoo, zero percent. On ESPN, Pop said he's going to see more minutes with Zach Collins out, who broke his leg. Uh, but apparently, he's only going to be out a month. That's awesome. Uh, I, I, I wish I had that kind of luck. Um, <laughs> past three games, and this includes a game where he only played 12 minutes. Uh, Charles Bassey, 7.3 points, six rebounds, 1.3 blocks, one assist, one steal in 14.5 minutes. Uh, for some context on who this guy is, because I'm sure almost nobody's heard of him. In 2018, he ranked ninth in his high school class before slipping to a late second-round pick um, in 2021. He played in the G League last year, averaged 19 and 10 with three and a half blocks. Spurs are on a five-game week. Pick him up. Yeah, any any like you said earlier, Alex. Any of those Spurs players, uh, you know, we've talked about Sohan in the past. Uh, he's the guy who's still widely available. I think in like ninety four percent of Yahoo leagues, he's starting. He's another guy to pick up for your streaming weekly streaming options on on the Spurs. Ken, who's your nice. long shot? All right, in, in fantasy hoops, one of my uh, things I always do is I'm always looking for a cheap point guards with upside so my long shot it's a long shot but uh it's jordan goodwin backup point guard for the washington wizards 23 percent yasser on yahoo is actually surprised it was that high barely a roster on espn he exploded monday night for a 17.4 rebound five assist games a uh, game Wizards are without DeLon Wright for a, a month plus, and Monte Morris has been a bit of a disappointment. Granted, Washington only has uh, three games next week, but if you're searching for point guard help, which I frequently am, take a flyer on Jordan Goodwin. Maybe maybe he blosses, maybe he doesn't, but uh, they need point guard help in Washington. Give Goodwin a look. Well, he's a great passer. And we talk about assists being tough to find on the waiver wire. Past three games, he has um, uh, 16 assists. So keep that in mind uh, uh, there. Shannon, 
who is your long shot? Uh, I, I'm going with another toss-up with two of them, uh, this time from the same team. The Rockets, Kenyon Martin Jr. and Tari Eason. I like them both as pickup options right now. Like Eason's the guy who has more upside. Uh, both players are owned at about 75% uh, of Yahoo leagues. Uh, Martin's getting more minutes, getting the occasional spot start right now. Uh, but production-wise, very similar. Uh, over the past three games for Eason, 20, just under 22 minutes, 13.6 rebounds, 2.7 steals, uh, 2.3, I'm sorry, 1.3 three-pointers. Martin, over the past three, 27 minutes per, 17 points, 4.3 rebounds, 1.3 blocks, and three three-pointers for him. If you guys had to pick one of those two Rockets forwards, which one are you picking up? Ooh, I'm going Eason just purely for upside. Just love his upside and think he's going to be starting for them next year. Ari Eason is uh, the 34th best per minute fantasy player in the NBA. He is dominant uh, in the minutes that he gets. So uh, that I, to me, that's the difference. Like, Eason's 30, 34th in per minute, and Kenyon Martin's 175th. So, right. like, you might be thinking, well, okay, Martin's going to see six, seven more minutes a game consistently. Does not matter. Does not matter if we're shooting for upside. And they they have way more committed into Eason in terms of, like, draft capital. Um, he's the guy. Uh, Ken, we're going to your dull suggestion. This is boring. Cameron Payne of the Phoenix Suns. Now, he was a hot pickup earlier this week when people thought Chris Paul had a heel injury that might last a few weeks. Now it looks like Paul's going to return this week. Payne's uh, rostered in only 31% of Yahoo teams. Look, Phoenix has a four game, uh, has four games this week. And frankly, I think the Suns would be crazy to rush Paul back from this heel injury. So I think Payne's still going to see a lot of minutes. It's a dull pickup, but again, another assist machine at point guard. It might just be a one-week streaming play. Um, not the most exciting game, but Cameron Payne's going to have some valuable stats the next three or four games. Yeah, they're uh, – oh, sorry. They're, no, um, go, ahead. go ahead. Their bench is weak. Their, their bench, their is, bench weak. Is, is not that good. You're missing Cam Johnson, Chris Paul, you never know. Uh, Shamit's Jay not that Crowder, good. Uh, not on the team – not right. going anywhere weird. Well, yeah. I, I could also, even after CP3 returns, I could see the Suns, you know, going with a three guard lineup uh, on a yeah. regular basis. Maybe not a starting lineup, but just leaning heavier on going small uh, because they're dealing with those injuries, you know. So, so it's it's entirely possible that Payne continues to have solid value. Um, you know, obviously not what he's done the past, what he's going to do tonight, or what he did did as a starter in place of CP3 on Wednesday, but he is, he should see an increased role even moving forward due to the absence, uh, uh, you know, of some of the forwards. I mean, is Torrey Craig really going to play 30 minutes per game at the four? Probably not. So you slide Bridges over to the four. Uh, he plays 40 minutes per, and and then you have three guards uh, while Cam Johnson is out and, and Jay Crowder is banished. Yeah, push the pace. Push yep. the pace a little more. Um, all right. Well, with that, 
Uh, Alex, tell us about our good friends at Vivid Seats. The NBA is back. On behalf of Vivid Seats, let's get one thing clear. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team beat every other team live and in person to the sound of thousands of screaming fans. Vivid Seats believes that real fans deserve to be rewarded and that you deserve a ticketing platform that not only makes it easy to find great deals, but also rewards you all season long. Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can earn rewards with every purchase. No one else has that. They even have 100% buyer guarantee that your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today and use promo code ROTOWIRE for $10 off your first $100 purchase. That's promo code R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E for $10 off your first $100 ticket purchase. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. That's Rotowire for $10 off. Okay, gentlemen, it is time for our FanDuel Friday DFS picks. Fans, sign up for FanDuel now and compete for millions of dollars in prizes each day. Choose your best NBA lineup and compete to win real cash. All right, we have an eight-game slate today. Uh, highest over-under is Minnesota at Memphis, 234-and-a-half. As always, for up-to-date injury information, check the Rotowire lineups page, the injury feed. Uh, we're dealing with some like game-time decisions like Chris Paul and Marvin Bagley tonight. Uh, tonight's the night, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, uh, who you, who you, what's your first thought here? Well, I mean, my first thought is let's go to Milwaukee and look at those Bucks again. You know, just like on Wednesday night with Giannis and Holiday out, I expect Carter, Bocamp, Portis. These are all solid options for your DFS lineup tonight. You know, even Javon Carter's up to 5,100 on FanDuel, but I, I think that's still in play, uh, giving, giving the 57 points they posted the other night. Uh, the rookie, Marjan, he was solid. He was solid. Yeah. 19 points, eight rebounds, two steals, 32 fancy points. He's only 4,000. Uh, and then Portis, who is always an option when he's going to see increased minutes. He played 34 minutes against OKC on Wednesday. I expect him to be in that 34, 35 minute range again tonight. And actually, you know, a good chance he does better. Uh, he only had 28 fancy points that, that night, but he's got 40 point upside with those kind of minutes. Alex, if you're picking just one of those three bucks to put your DFS lineup, which one is it? Well, I think you want to, uh, in general, you want to think about the guy who has like the most uh, upside relative to his price, but all these guys might have 10 times upside. I, I don't think Bochamp is like that good. I think Carter's better than him. Um, I think I would lean Carter even though I think he'll be more rostered and uh, in a GPP, you know, if you're trying to be a little contrarian, I don't know, but at some point it's just, you have to take the points when they're available. And, you know, Bugenholzer told Carter to be more aggressive. And I think that's what resulted in that big night. And I, I don't see why that would stop. I don't think he's this good, but I think he <laughs> sort of has the directive of go out there and give it your all champ. We need shots. Happens. We need shots. Take them. 
Yeah, do you think Coach Bud meant, hey, be more aggressive? Do you, do you really think he meant take 27 field goal attempts? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what was uh He was on a heater. It's a, it know, was on I a know. heater, though. It was awesome. At some uh, point, I'm sure he said keep shooting. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, when you're hot, you're hot. Uh, yeah. and, and go for it, because who else is really going to score on that team? But uh, he, has, he has some defensive upside, too. I mean, it's actually it's amazing that he posted right. 57 fantasy points while having just one steal. Uh, he also had five turnovers, you know, increased usage, not a surprise. But I agree. I think Carter's pretty safe. That's why the 5,100, uh, I'm not worried about. I'm not scared off about. One of the other teams I'm looking at uh, is Phoenix. You know, a lot of this is going to be dependent on Chris Paul's availability. But if Paul's out, I think Payne campaign at 5,200 uh, is a very good option again. Pretty safe for about 30 fantasy points with upside for, you know, to hit the mid 40s again without CP3. And the other guy, I mentioned him earlier as well, is Bridges. Mikhail Bridges, he's coming off a 62 point Mm -hmm. fantasy game, played 42 minutes. The past two games, he's played 43 and 42 minutes with, you know, with Cam Johnson out, as we discussed, they're going to go smaller, play play Bridges at four. He's going to see just an insane amount of minutes. And there's a good chance that he'll have to score more and just have heavier usage. So I don't expect 60 points, but he's legit 40. You he know, only 40 hit two threes in that play. game. He's going to the bucket a lot more. Yeah. He only hit two yeah. threes in that game, which was surprising. Yeah, they're playing an Orlando team. You know, not that good. The not good seven and a half point favorites. And he should have, uh, I mean, he has plenty of upside to take advantage of that. Um, and obviously has a high minutes floor as well. Um even if they, even if it gets to be a blowout, he's still going to play like low thirties minutes, I and mean, he he could be one to contribute to that. Um, let's see. I I don't think there are too many other. I mean, the Minnesota Memphis game. I think you have to be intrigued by just because of the over under. Um, I don't necessarily love a lot of the values here. I mean, Minnesota is such a mess that it's really hard for me to, you know like put these guys in my lineup, like Anthony Edwards at 7,200. Your first thought is like, this is crazy. I, I need to put them in my lineup. Um, like I would put Gobert in there because I think Gobert is just so safe given who he is. Um, other than that, no, but even him going against Steven Adams is, you know, is he going to even have that good of a nug on the boards? And, um, but yeah, it's, it's hard not to like any of those guys. Morant, Morant at 9,700 still feels like there's room there. Um, you know, for, for a big game. And um, he's, he's only had like two massive games this year. So yeah, um, could happen against Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the two safest players in this game are probably on the Memphis side with Morant and Bain. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Like Edwards at, at 7,200 D'Angelo Russell at 63. Like it, it's enticing to see those, those prices, but, I can't really bite on it. They've just been, both have been too inconsistent. I mean, I do think once Edward di- Edwards dips a few more hundred dollars, uh, I'm going to be all over it. Uh, but right now there are just too many other good options and discounted players where you can then stack, you know, the, the Jokic's and SGA's into your lineup. Uh, one of the other discounts I like is a guy we discussed earlier as well, Poku. You know, he's coming off a 42-point fantasy outing and he's, he's hit 41 or more fantasy points in two of his past three games. 
lots of inconsistencies, a lot of risk with him. But at 5,700, there's not many players that have that 40-point upside. Uh, so I like him in GPP. Uh, and then I need to get one Detroit shout-out in for today. Jaden Ivey is absolutely on fire. He's crushing it. Pushing past- it against Boston the other night. Crushing it, crushing it, crushing it. Averaging almost 47 fantasy points over his past two contests. Uh, have we had an update on Cade yet? Is Cade still questionable for tonight? Oh, good point. Good point. Uh, I so. and, yeah, I think Cade's yes. still questionable. So even with Alec Burks probably coming back, Bagley being questionable, I like Ivy quite a bit. And even more so if Cade gets ruled out. Sure. I have a cheap Celtic recommendation. This might be a Derek White game tonight against the Nuggets. No Malcolm Brogdon. I'm very worried about his hamstring injury. He's not Cal Ripken. No. <laughs> anyway, Derek Derek White's going to see a ton of minutes for the Celtics tonight. Well, and, and, they, and we'll even see a little fast PP, a little Peyton Pritchard. <gasps> little I was going to say, they haven't. Pritchard's been kind of uh, not he, there. He get DNPs. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. They might just try to give as many minutes as possible to Derek White and Marcus Smart, and get, you know, Pritchard gets like six minutes, and they just they yeah. do that. I, I Will PP? Will PP is so white he turned into a ghost and just disappeared. <laughs> oh, I love I'm it. Not gonna touch that anyway. Hey, but uh, D White, D White, gonna see a lot of minutes tonight. All right. Well, FanDuel. Well, wait, hold on though. FanDuel is providing yeah. a special offer to all new users. Sign up for FanDuel, pay a dollar in an NBA contest, and receive $10 free instantly on FanDuel. Let's keep it rolling, Ken, with the old man rant. Ah, corporate layoffs are depressing. Meta, that's the Facebook, Instagram people, they fired 11,000 people this week. Unfortunately, you work anywhere long enough, and there will be, uh, eventually, there will be layoffs. In our industry, Roto World just laid off a ton of people, including Steve Alexander, their excellent senior NBA editor. Terrible. Anyway, while we at RotoWire are a competitor with Roto World, the fantasy sports media world is a close-knit community, and we do not like to see anyone lose their job. We wish all the best for those laid off yesterday from Roto World. This stinks. Agreed. Yeah, they... Well, yeah, they we know them as Roto World sort of internally. They they did change their name to NBC Sports Edge yeah. recently, but um, I think bringing it, it <laughs> I, then they're I'm kind of bringing of, it back, and I don't know. But, I, yeah. I know I'm still guilty of typing that in to Google, um, <laughs> but yeah, I agree. It's um, it it sucks, really sucks. Um, I think we avoided any mispronounced names today. Pokushevsky, baby, you got it, you got it. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody. For joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, presented by FanDuel uh, and Vivid Seats. Ken, take us out of here. Uh, let's go to Dallas, where uh, legend Dirk Nowitzki, when told he has been teammates with both Tim Hardaway and Tim Hardaway Jr., said, That's kind of sad. <laughs> Attention, passengers, this three car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.